welcome you to yet another, another episode of On The Mark Sports Talk. Yes, folks, this is different from the one we had last week and the week <laughs> before that. It's a brand new episode. No reruns here. Welcome to On The Mark Sports Talk with your host, Mark, with a C. And this is episode 194, and that's in 194 consecutive weeks, if you could imagine that. Kanahara. Kanahara is right. How, how, how is our beautiful panel today? Did I call you beautiful? How is our fabulous panel today? So we are good. Not so beautiful. Not so beautiful. <laughs> I hope you had a great week, uh, wherever you are from. We're all over the place, it seems. And I hope people here in the, uh, the New York area are uh, getting ready for our next snow event. Supposed yeah. to start pretty soon, as they said, four o'clock. They said four o'clock. You'll start to see some flakes. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, we saw them already. Mm-hmm. They were here earlier. Oh, yeah, they were there earlier, but they may come back. It's been a great <gasps> day and cold. Two to four inches. Cold, cold, cold. Oh, we're gonna get it in the DC area as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I still don't understand uh, the science of weather, whatever that's called. How meteorology. They, how meteorology. 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 Okay, thank you. Meteorology. I don't understand how it's snowing in Oregon and it comes all the way across the United States and that's going to be your weather event in about three days. Because it moves. It moves. It moves. But I don't, I still, I don't, I I guess I have to believe it. But I can't believe it. I don't know. Well, well, Mark, I just want to tell you, I used to study on the side meteorology. Yeah. I used to be able to predict some really big snowstorms. Remember the Lindsay storm? No. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. oh yeah. You predicted yeah, it? I predicted that. Okay. Yeah. January 1969. Yep. The weather report on winds was 45 degrees and rain, and I knew a storm was forming off the Delmar coast and going to be a blizzard. <laughs> is that before the uh, the dentist days? I do, I I did them both at the same time. Oh, yeah. a multitask person. Yeah. I like them. Anyway, we are now six weeks away from our milestone two hundredth episode, February 29th to be exact. Uh, anybody come up with a idea for show number two hundred in the week that you've been away from us? You sound silent. All right. Well, Keep thinking. We got, we got six weeks to pick something. We may pick something that's already been suggested. We may, you may hit the jackpot and pick something really good. Just let us know. Uh, as, for, as far as our 200th commemorative, and I call it commemorative, T-shirt, uh, I will have the design to show you of a T-shirt, what it's going to look like. My son promises me next week. And uh, I which one? You know, I had to give him two hundred dollars to have have him hire a designer. Oh, really? For this, so we'll see what he comes up with, um, and then we'll go from there. And I hope you like it. We'll get take orders, and hopefully, we'll have the shirts uh, by the two hundredth uh, show. And for those people out of town, you too can order. How he knows that? How we put an order in? Twice, right? And I've I've mailed right. I've mailed you two of them, right? I, I mailing right. is shipping is on me. 
I appreciate it. It's coming. You I'm place the order. You buy the shirt, but I'll do the shipping for you people long distance away. Everybody else it. gets it to their house. Very good. Okay. Uh, I wanted to ask you guys a question. How many of you guys have a um, a fob for your car? Yes. Me. Yes. One, everybody. two. Not everybody. The older cars don't have fobs. About a half of you on the screen. What do you mean? An automatic starter? No, you have to have it, and you press a button, and the car and the car starts. It's a remote control, like a remote control. So they're supposed to be a hundred percent foolproof, right? We're supposed to work unless the battery, unless the battery goes. So you have I have a new car, which means the battery is fine. So here's what happened to me a couple of days ago. And maybe oh, you guys no. can answer because I still don't know. And I'm not, I'm not going back to service for this. I've been driving around to a few places, start, stop, start, stop, go around. And then I get into my car. I'm still about maybe 15 miles away from home, going to home now. I uh, step on the brake, hit the start button, nothing. Nothing happens. Okay. Let me take a, I take a breather, count to three, try it again, step on the brake, hit the button, like, like a dead engine, right? Uh, that, can't, that can't be. I'm doing something wrong. I, I, I don't know. So I'm not going to call anybody because, again, it has to eventually catch. So well, I, what I did was I – has to be on your possession. Yes, it, it's in my pocket. Yeah, oh, it's in okay. my pocket. So uh, what I did was – I rebooted my phone. <laughs> I don't understand how the phone has anything to do with the fob, but after I reboot my phone, started right up. There's a remote start app from Toyota that's probably on your phone. Yeah. You guys know who invented the remote starter? Who? No, it was done in Israel. Oh. Remote Where starters. You know, for uh, you know, in case you there's a bomb in your car. Where else? Where else? Of course. That's yeah. where it was invented. But I, I don't understand that at all. Just what the <laughs> phone has to do with it. I reboot my phone and then it starts right up. I don't think maybe you said maybe there's a remote in, in the maybe. phone. I don't know. I but I, th I, I think it was more of a coincidence. And you probably agree, sometimes the buttons on the phone get affected. They get <laughs> oxidized by water and humidity. And without even knowing it, and that could have affected you, you know. It never happened again, and that, that was about three or four weeks ago. No. Yeah. Okay, all right. We had the same call mark, so I'm sort of familiar. Well, well, Mike. Yeah, I was driving up about two weeks ago to Narrowsburg, New York, and I knew the, of a coffee place there. And on the way, I was about 20 miles away, and on my dashboard, it said, time for a break. And there was a logo. And I continued to ride, and I got to the coffee place, and there was the coffee place with the logo, all right? And I cannot understand in my life. I've never seen that on my dashboard if, if you start, If you start it. swaying out of lane, no, it, it comes swaying. up on going. the dashboard, time for yeah. a break. I right. have that. I have that, too. You might have been swaying uh, or drifting out of lane. Now with the same logo of the coffee bar you're going to. <laughs> I can't be. How far did you go for coffee? 
Fireworks. Didn't you have like, a uh, uh, Dunkin' Donuts on your corner? <laughs> no, All right. It was, it was uh, good advice. All right. Let, All right. Let's right. move on to the sports world. And uh, Gerald's not with us today, so we won't hear about his uh, player of the week, person out of the week, next week. Uh, this day in sports. Today is Jul- April. April? No, January. January. Anyway, well, I'm, I'm I'm like uh, rushing the winter away. I would take yeah, April 18th right now. April. I will take <laughs> April 18th already. Anyway, it's January 18th. Here's, here's what happened on this particular day in sports. See how many you remember. Like in 1886, <laughs> modern field hockey is born. If you ever seen field hockey uh, on TV or maybe in schools or maybe your kids played it. Uh but modern field hockey was, was born in England, 1886. In 1896, the first college basketball game with five versus five by University of Iowa. And they invited student athletes from the University of Chicago as an experiment. Come on, boys, let's play a game of basketball using five against five. And of course, Chicago beat Iowa uh, in this particular game. 15 to 12 was the final score for those keeping track. Okay. In 1938, the great Grover Cleveland Alexander, who sometimes goes by the, what's his last name? Uh, Grover. Sometimes he goes Pete. by his real last name. Pete. 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 First Pete, thing, Pete. Pete Alexander. Pete Alexander, right. Yeah. Elected to the Hall of Fame in 38. In 47, the Tigers sell the great uh, Jewish ball player, Hank Greenberg, to the Pirates. The to the Bronx. Pirates. For 25, it's between 25 to $35,000. No one knew exactly. <laughs> they said in that, in that price range. I forgot he was with the Pirates for a little bit too. In 1950, the year that I was born, and I think, Fred, you too, right? Yeah. 1950, the Cleveland Indians pitcher, Bob Feller, who went 15 and 14 that year, takes a $20,000 cut in salary, and it drops down to $45,000 for his salary. And the cut was suggested by Feller himself. Boys, I, you expected more from me. I thought I'd do better. 15, 14 doesn't cut it. I'm going to take a $20,000 cut. <laughs> In 1951, the, uh, the Giants, football Giants, they select in the draft from SMU, Kyle Root. Remember Kyle Root? Kyle yep. Root was a wide receiver. Wide receiver. Number. Split end. Number. Split end. Flank. Very good. Number. Shirt number, uniform number, um, 44. 44. 44, 44. Mark of the day. Mark. Yeah. In, uh, when Kyle wrote was at SMU, he played tailback. They ran That's correct. Mm. I was going to say the same thing, Steve. A tailback, but he right. comes to the Giants as a what? A tailbacker? No. Well, it's a wide receiver. Right. Wide receiver. It was actually it was actually called split end at the time. And he, and he, and he was also right. related to, I don't know how, the quarterback on the Lions, Tobin wrote. They really, yeah, yeah, they are, but I'm not sure how. Okay, in that, the same year, uh, the NFL rules tackles, guards, and centers 
are ineligible to catch a forward pass. So, of course, we know that today. <laughs> but uh, back in those days, I guess everyone is eligible yeah. for a pass. We have to find a really, really old timer yeah. <laughs> to see yeah. what the deal is on that. What year did you say that was? What year, One, they said no, the, uh, the interior line cannot receive a pass. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, wow. In 58, uh, the National Hockey League, Willie O'Ree. Yeah. First black, first black first player. In... African-American to appear right. for the Boston Bruins at, in the league also. In 63, Al Davis becomes the head coach and GM of the Oakland Raiders. Another Erasmus graduate. Right, oh, yeah. Erasmus graduate, yeah. Fred. That's yeah. correct. Yeah. Circus grad. <laughs> right. <laughs> In 73, uh, the Boston Red Sox, 73, they signed Orlando Cepeda yeah. uh, as the first player ever signed to be a DH. No, I don't Boston, understand that one. That's, that's what it said in print. But again, I'm trying to read that. They signed him and say, you're not playing first base anymore. Right. You're going to be a DH. Yeah. Yeah. Is it the Boston Red Sox, Mark? What's his that? Knees were, his, it, was, it was at the Boston Red Sox signed him. Yeah. 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 yeah his knees were shot. He couldn't play the field anymore. Right. Okay. Uh, I don't know how long you stayed with him, but uh, okay. In 73, uh, he, saw yeah, he played with the A's, too, I think, at the end of his career. Yeah, maybe. In 76, the Steelers win the Super Bowl, and they won it back-to-back, -back, beating the Cowboys this time. And Terry Bradshaw throws that 64-yard TD pass to Lynn Swan. Swan. Mm. And Swan, he had four receptions in the game, and they named him the MVP of the game. So I guess, you know, usually those are the quarterbacks who should have got the, uh, the award. But I guess uh, Bradshaw was just so-so in that game. Well, Swan yeah, was making diving to, uh, catches, for that big one. He was making diving catches, Mark. Yeah, yeah. In 83, we moved to 1983, uh, Dick Mata, NBA coach, mm -hmm. becomes the fifth coach to win 600 total games mm -hmm. on this day. In 83, same day, International Olympic Committee, the IOC, restores Jim Thorpe's Olympic medals in the pentathlon and the decathlon 70 years after, after they were taken away from him because he played baseball uh, in the semi-pro league and they gave him $25. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your hands in your pocket. Uh, let's see what else happened. Uh, oh, in 1996 on this day, Major League Baseball owners unanimous, unanimously Approve the interleague play for the first time, and it will be in 1997. In 98, the Celtics retire Robert Parrish's number, which is, which was? Double zero. Double zero. Thank you. In, in 1998, same day, uh, Larry Bird, the same day they're retiring the, uh, the number, Larry Bird returns to the uh, Celtics as head coach with the Pacers. Um, remember Larry Burr is a Pacer an, head coach? Yeah, a head coach. He's from Indiana, yeah. Mark. Hmm? He's from Indiana. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. right. Indiana State, right. Don't lick. Who knows what city? French Lick. French Lick. French Lick. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> All right. In 2001, 
the range the ranges goalie Mike Richter picks up his 267th career win and who is he pass Gump Worsley nope Eddie Jockerman Eddie, Eddie Jockerman good 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 Eddie. in 2003 Michelle Kwan ice skating wins her sixth straight and seventh overall U.S. figure skating championship she was really good in 2005, maybe some of you remember this guy, Earl Boykins. Yeah, five foot five. Yes. five breaks yes. an five NBA five record for points in an overtime, scoring 15 points for Denver as Denver beat Seattle. And uh, he was the smallest. He broke a 14-year-old record of 14 by the Pacers' Butch Carter. Remember Butch Carter? Yeah. In 2016, the Lady Blue Devils of Duke, uh, after dropping three of its last five games, dropped out of the top 25 on this day for the first time in 312 weeks. Wow. <laughs> this is 2016. Since 1999, they were in the top 25. How's that? And on this day in 2022, we talked about the Boston Bruins uh, letting Willie O'Ree play, the first African-American. Well, on this day, uh, they, he, they retired his number. They retired his 22 number. There's, a, there's an irony to him. He was the first African-American NHL player for the Boston Bruins, but yet the Red Sox were the last team to, to have a black player. right that's right uh, i guess it depends who owns the place mm. all right sports stories by larry before we go to larry's sports story wait, let me see larry uh i want to say last week we omitted to mention that it was your 100th show of on the mark wow that was last week what and today shanda. the man laying down on his is that a couch or a bed steve Today is your 100th anniversary on our show. Thank you for coming all those times. You Both of you have joined the three-digit club. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Larry, your stories. What's what you got today? By the way, you're sponsored by... Do you remember when they had the FM converters in the car? No. Yes. No, right? no, no. The, event, the FM converters, you had your AM radio. Radio, right. And you had to find the dead spot. And I don't know. Oh, God. The FM radio, whatever. Go ahead. <laughs> My story this week is entitled, Why the Price for MLB Pitching Has Been Soaring. It's not an accident that the top four MLB salaries today have gone to pitchers. Otani, Scherzer, Verlander, and DeGrom. Even questionable pitchers like Lucas Gilato, Eric Fetty, and Robert Ray have pulled down high salary contracts. Why has the pitcher's salary soared? Here are three possible reasons to answer this question. First, faster pitching increases the likelihood of injury. Between 2002 and 2014, Annals show that pitchers who threw 96 miles per hour or more were 27% more likely to end up on the IL. 
This is almost twice the injury likelihood of pitchers who threw only 90 to 93 miles per hour. Second, the expansion of the postseason. As the leagues have split into more distinct regions <clears throat> with accompanying wild card increases, the postseason gets longer and longer. Longer postseasons put a strain on the pitchers and their consistency suffers. Third and finally, the pitcher clock. Some argue that the pitcher clock may contribute to ailing arms, but others are not so sure about this. In my view, there's not enough experience to draw a hard conclusion one way or another on this. Mm. Taking all this into account, I conclude that five good starters on an MLB team is not enough to reach the World Series promised land. That completes my story for this week. Who's got some comments for Larry? Well, you certainly have the expression, not enough pitching. You, <clears throat> never, you never have enough pitching, right? Yeah. How many pitches so, did the Mets sign this offseason? Double, double, double digits. Well, Debbie can tell. Yeah, uh, I would say I would say the Tampa Bay Rays with their opener idea makes baseball boring, and I just wish that never happened. But your Yankees used it too. Yank. I know we do. We everybody copies each other because it's, that's analytics, you know. And you know, uh, in spring training, what do they do in spring training? Pitchers pitch a couple innings, then they come out, then another pitcher goes in, pitch another couple innings. Right. And that's what bothered me about Scherzer. Because if you recall, he insisted on pitching a lot of innings in spring training. He pitched five innings and six innings and seven, I think even seven innings. And then look what happened to him. Yeah, uh, Jeff. Larry, was that uh, the, the significant percentage a play is getting hurt. Was that 26%? No, uh, 27% for 27. pitched 96 miles an hour or an more hour. ended up on the on the injured list. Yes. Okay. So is that to assume maybe they should go back <clears throat> on, on uh, pitching in the low nine, low to mid nineties, as opposed to mid to up and not necessarily. You just may need more pitchers. Yeah. Mm. Meanwhile, if, if you if you can't throw 98, 99, they don't want to even look at you. That's true, too. There's, there's no more junk ball throws. Well, Yankees have one. Oh. I know, uh, uh, Cortez. And you know what yes, else? Cortez. No more, right. And you know what that's, else? There's no, more the Cortez. Of, there's no more expression of building up your arm strength. You know, they could be more and more and more. I know Jim Pott had a thing about that. He hated people who but, just pitched a few innings at a time. But but now guys are getting more salaries, but 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 the expectations for the workload are less. You know, you, you get to the dreaded third time in the batting order, guy can't pitch. You know, you, that, that that that's sucking sucking the life out of me. That's right. why they say there'll never be another three hundred winner in baseball. I mean, well, has said that you can't pitch well until you. Pitch more. You know, I, I I just read an article. I don't wish I had it in front of me, but it it's very similar to what Larry was saying. But it, it did an analysis of how the number of pitchers who have pitched two hundred innings in an inning has really 
gone down substantially over the last 20 or 30 years each year. You know, starting pitcher, five innings, he's done his job. I mean, that's, that's, that's not baseball. That's but that's what then uh, someone else throws two innings and then two more yeah, and I another mean, inning and you're a setup man and you close them. Right. That's what baseball that, is today. Well, right. But you, you know what I don't understand one time, guys. What I don't understand is years ago there was a, a suggestion by I think I was a general manager of the Brewers. He said, if you're expecting a guy to pitch six innings, why do we start him? Why don't we bring them in for the fourth through the ninth, which are more important innings, and put somebody <laughs> start for the first three? And and you think about it, what, what, mm. wouldn't you want your best pitcher in the ninth inning? Your best starting right. pitcher. So like Otani, let him pitch the fourth through the ninth. Right. And that's and why the whole idea is to win the game, ball. no matter how you win the game, right? <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Who else got a comment? Anybody else have a comment? It's a pleasure to watch Derek Cole. Because yeah. he figures it out. He pitches, he pitches a certain way the first couple of innings and another way the next couple of innings. And then by the seventh or eighth and ninth inning, he's thrown like 95, 100 mile an hour fastballs. Yeah. Go ahead, Howie. Howie. Uh, all I remember is last year when the Giants were going to spring training, they claimed they had eight starting pitchers and they wondered, well, what, what were we going to do with them? You know, so, and then. The guys got injured. Guys didn't do well. This or that, and they and in the end they had one, two starters and three uh, bullpen games. You know, so you can never get have enough pitching. Uh, never have enough right. pitching, right? Right. Yeah. You have on paper, and but then you got to go to your bullpen, and then you got to go to your farm to mm. bring someone yeah. up. And yeah. days yeah. days of the four man rotations are gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Larry, Larry has it here. Yamamoto is insisting that he wants to pitch for a full a full nine innings. I, yeah. I don't know how the Dodgers are going to deal with that. Yeah, let him earn his money. He should. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> Good report, Larry. Nice story. Uh, we're going to move on to uh, Michael. You haven't any Jets and Yankees news for us? By the way, you're sponsored oh. by Beach Towels. Beach Towel. Towels. That's great. Okay, I'm going to pivot a little bit different this type of uh, uh, session I have here. Uh, it's just out of contention that this particular year, and it's an outrageous thing to say, but it's the greatest year in the history of sports in the NFL, and maybe in the history of all of sports, the NFL. And here's the thing. It's the storylines. You'll never see more storylines in the history of sports and more I guess a more a more lucrative season. Well, not now. And what's happening this year in the NFL? And here's the example: the Jets. Think you know the whole story between Jets and Rogers and McAfee. The Giants. You know, I'm going fast, so I'm not going to say the whole thing. But you can tell me. You, you can tell what I'm what I'm referencing. The Giants, Dable and Wink, and the coaches. And I'm sure Fred has plenty to say say about what happens with the Giants. Uh, there are terrific young quarterbacks out of the blue, Stroud and Love and Burrow, and everything's getting written about. Backup uh, of the of the uh, of the uh, uh, Cincinnati Browning. <laughs> yeah, the Eagles collapse. What happened there? What to do about the coach? Who's the MVP? McCaffrey, Purdy, and why is Purdy so good anyway? Jackson, Jackson. somebody else. The Cowboys flat out stink. 
Do you keep? Why are they keeping McCarthy anyway? I have a reason. Well, who the hell knows why? Uh, crazy weather in Buffalo and Cincinnati. Great Mahomes versus uh, Josh Allen matchup amid tons of snow this weekend. Houston Texans and Detroit Lions. Why are these perennial losers doing well all of a sudden? Then there's Travis and Taylor relationship. Women getting more and more interested. Women's NFL apparel flying off the shelves. Increasingly more games being scheduled outside of America. There's reports that the Emmys had the lowest ratings ever, possibly competing against the Bucks again and the Eagles. The great coaches that are out there now, where might they go? They're a very, very controversial wildcard game of Miami and Cincinnati. Why was it exclusively streamed on Peacock? I mean, that's, again, a conversation. And then finally, on Google, the NFL is the most valuable sports league in the world. So what I'm saying is, of all the seasons in all sports, this is the greatest season I've ever seen in the history of sports. And that's the NFL. And if you want to disagree, you can. But that's how I feel. Now, with the Yankees, the article's about Strowman. They say he's very determined. He's very determined to be a Yankee. And uh, the thing about, you got to think about uh, Strowman, what's going to happen with his do-rag? Are they going to allow him allow him to wear it? Does Aaron Judge come over and say, son, you can't wear the, the do-rag? We shall see about that. <laughs> I think that Strowman is going to behave or Judge will give him pep talk. Uh, you'll have a healthy LeMahieu, and I think that's going to be a, a, think, a factor with the Yankees. And uh, it's good that he's going to be only at third base. Uh, uh, again, I think you'll get the old strong, uh, the old Stanton back, okay? Oh. I would like to know what he's doing to regain his swing, but he's working very, very hard. A good Stanton would be very, very useful to the Yankees. Uh, <laughs> you still need one top-line pitcher. And the big question mark, of course, is the health of Rodon and Cortez. But another great pitcher, a very good pitcher, I think will be great with the Yankees because their middle relief is very, very good. I see many of the columnists and talk show hosts see lots of flaws with the Yankees. And I see that also, and I agree with them. And they could go that way also because uh, that's what's been happening with the Yankees. So it's up to Cashman to fill in what is missing. And I feel the Yankees will be playing with a pissed-off edge this season because of last season being so horrible, and I have hope. I think they will at least get into the playoffs, and who knows how far they might go. And that's everything I have. Thank you. Anybody want to comment on Michael's report? Look, they're all they're all quiet. I hope you're right, Michael. hope you're right. <laughs> Sounds like a Just rah-rah the Yankees. <laughs> but do you guys agree with the NFL? Have you ever seen a more incredible season – in all of the years of sports, yeah. this year's NFL, think about it. Must see TV. Well, I've made this comment before, but I mean, how many of you kind of like the NFL, the way it's structured, the way the teams are relatively even and all that? Yeah. Well, well, that, that's one of the things that yes. the NFL has established a while back, which is parity. Yes. 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 And how do they achieve that's, that? They achieved it. How do they do it? With caps. The scheduling is how they do it. Yeah, but caps no, also, salary caps. That's not true. The scheduling helps a little bit. No, yeah. it's that the TV revenues are distributed equally Evenly. among right. the franchises. 
Right. Now, so let's all... talk about doing that in the American League or the major leagues. <clears throat> so, much for the Yankees. so much for the Yankees. Never going to happen in baseball. I know it's not going to happen. <laughs> Does anybody you, know? That, that's what makes a competitively even league. Yeah, my... Does anybody know how Peacock did on the uh, televising of the Miami A lot Mommy? of people watch Peacock. Yeah, Mike, you notice that uh, – there are certain teams in football, year in and year out, are always competitive. They might not necessarily win, but they're always competitive. The Pittsburgh Steelers, for example, always competitive. Right. The Baltimore Ravens, always competitive. Right. Um, and it, they, as I said, they might not necessarily get into a championship game, but even with parity, every year you'll know that. I think Mike Conlon said he never had a losing season in 17. Yeah, never had a losing season. That's because right. look at the Steelers, three head coaches in what, 40 years? Right. Yeah. Oh, very right. Yeah. That's, the, that's the stability. Yeah. John Harper has been there 15 years. It's an issue of consistency. Look at the Jets. Ah. Sorry, you, you look at you look Man, at the Jets. <laughs> I mean, you look at teams like the Jets. Giant, Giants fire a coach every two or three years. Yeah. Who's the, G yeah. Who's the GM? Who's the GM of the Steelers? It doesn't matter. But it's, Tomlin's it's been there for 17 years. Who? What did you say? No, but who's no, who's the general? Season. Who's the general manager? Doesn't Rooney run the place? Comes down from the Rooney. Is he the GM? I don't know. No, no they have to be a GM, but I don't know. We could check. No our, refer Collins. our reference man's not here this week, so <laughs> you guys gotta check on your own. His name is Omar Khan. All right, let, let's move on. Let's move on and come Mark, back. I got my day. song tuned up, ready to go. Oh, I forgot about your song. <laughs> you okay. can't do that. Okay, let, let's do let's do one more story, and then I'll I'll break for your song. I totally forgot about your song, Milton. No, yeah. pull on me, no. okay? Uh, let's do the Roger the Roger football report. Then we'll come back to your song, and then we'll go from there. Sorry, Milton. No problem. <laughs> Should have called me. <laughs> yeah, Roger. Right. Uh, like Mike was saying, I mean, the NFL is you know been very busy, very high ratings, and everything, and the games have been very exciting too. For most <laughs> most part, a couple of blowouts, but. Uh, uh, the Patriots, it looked like they've got a, a new head coach. Jared Mayo is their uh, new head coach. <laughs> in, uh, Belichick, he's a, uh, their linebacker's coach. He actually played with them all his old eight years in the, with New England. Uh, they still have to hire a GM, so that's kind of, kind of interesting because I guess Belichick had both roles. So here they got the coach before the GM. Uh, mm -hmm. I'll let Mike talk about the commanders. Uh, the Rams, uh, even though they lost that close game to the Lions, their wide receiver, the Puka Nakua, set a rookie record for yards received. In a, a playoff game, 181 yards received. Previous record was by DK Metcalf in uh, 2020 against the Eagles was 160. Um, again, like we were talking about, this guy was a fifth round pick, so uh, you know anyone could have had him. Um, in 2023, uh, he set some rookie records: 105 catches, 1,468 yards receiving, uh, and yet he was only second team All Pro. Explain that one to me. Um, you guys know what college he went to? Who's that? Brigham Young. Uh, Brigham Young, yeah. Brigham Young is correct. Um, and uh, same college as Zach Wilson. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he was about the 20th receiver off the board in 2023. So a lot of guys uh, missed the boat on this guy. Um, uh, Lions won their first playoff game in 32 years. Uh, and I'll just throw a college thing in there. Uh, 
Fred, uh, USC uh, quarterback Caleb uh, Williams is uh, declared for the draft, so he's a potential number one draft pick. Uh, Falcons recently interviewed Bill Belichick and a bunch of other people for the head coaching job, so I guess Belichick's not ready to hang up his uh, his uh, coaching uh, prowess yet, I guess. Uh, also, Eagles center, uh, and I think we expect this, Jason Kel. Uh, What's his name? Kelsey. 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 Uh, retiring Kelsey. after 13 seasons. He's a famous brother, Roger. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and a potential famous uh, daughter, a sister-in-law coming soon, maybe. Um, yeah. Six years old, uh, um, six-time first-team All-Pro. He was a sixth-round pick. Um, so these guys, good guys yeah. are out there farther down. I guess teams got to do better research. Uh, 193 regular season games, 12 uh, postseason games for him. Um, Saints fired their offensive coordinator, uh, Pete Carmichael, after 15 years. I think uh, Breeze probably uh, benefited a lot from him. Um, he came in 06 with Sean Payton. He was just a quarterback coach back then, and then he was promoted to offensive coordinator in 2009. Uh, they also dismissed their offensive uh, um, assistant, Bob Bicknell, and wide receiver coach Cody Burns, it looks like. And... Good old Cowboys, it looks like Mr. McCarthy is coming back for his fifth season. So uh, this will be his last season under contract. Maybe that's the reason why they brought him back. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Michael, why do you think he did? Why? You made a comment earlier. No, I have a comment for what Roger said. No, but you the, made a comment about McCarthy. He said you thought. McCarthy. Uh, the theory about McCarthy coming back, even though I have a hunch that if Jerry Jones asked uh, – uh, uh, Belichick. Belichick would uh, be hired as a coach, but uh, what I think is going on there is that uh, he wants control, Jerry Jones. And I'm sure if uh, Belichick was the uh, coach, Belichick will be the, the chief uh, cook and bottle washer of the Dallas Cowboys as opposed to Jerry Jones. But with Jerry Jones with uh, uh, McCarthy, I'm, I'm sure Jerry Jones still could pull the strings. And that's the theory. Yeah, Roger. Makes sense. Roger. Didn't, uh, didn't uh, Sam Laporta set a record from a tight end and he comes from South Dakota State, I think? The tight end from the Lions, I think, set yeah, a record yeah, Lions. the rookie yeah. tight ends and, and he came out of South Dakota State, I think. Right, right. Well, so, so just like uh, Howie's friend, uh, Jerry Rice, out of Mississippi Valley. Mississippi Valley, State. Right. Mississippi Valley State, right. They, they pick they're these guys out of, like, they take a chance on them and they work their butts off and they make the team and they become... Yeah, they're motivated. Yeah. Motivated. Yeah. If you're good enough, they'll find you. They'll yeah. find you, right? Yeah. Right, right. Is your report done, Roger? That's it. Yeah, Howie oh, had a question. I think Howie Mark. got a question. Yeah. Yeah, uh, just to add to it, I, I read that uh, Jim Harbaugh met with the Spanos family, the owners of the Los yeah, Angeles Chargers. Yeah. And that yeah. seems to be the best. Well, I, I heard it, and I haven't heard anything more, but it seems to be pretty. Serious, and I, it would probably be a good spot for Harbaugh, especially with uh, with uh, the quarterback Justin Herbert. Right, so, we haven't heard about them interviewing anyone else. No, no, That's right. But Belichick has to be the, the coach, the GM. <laughs> he runs the whole. Don't show. want the GM spot, Mark. He may not want it. I know that yeah. the Falcons have interviewed a whole bunch of people already. Yeah. This is the Belichick, yeah. so. Uh... Including the Raiders interim uh, coach and yeah, I thought the Cowboys would be ideal for him, other than the Jerry Jones uh, aspect, to have an established mm -hmm. team. Players are in place. 
How many wins does he need? How many wins does he need to pass Shula? I think 15, Steve. 15 to pass Shula. I think that's why so he, he wants to come to back. Go to a good team. Yeah. Yeah. He needs to get the wins. That's right. Yeah, Wayne? Uh, the Chargers are the only team looking for a new coach that has a, quote, franchise quarterback in place. I know that right. Belichick uh, interview with the Falcons, they don't – they would have to trade up to get a, a decent quarterback. They don't. Uh, I think they have Desmond Ritter as their quarterback. Yeah, well, yeah it, no, got to go beyond it, that. It, it, there's a rumor that the Falcons are very interested in training up for the for the for, for the Bears to get Justin Fields. Right. And, and the Bears would, uh, and, and if the, if the Bears decide to trade that pick, uh, or trade Fields to move down or whatever, so they so they so they can uh, the Falcons would move up or something. It would but, go you know, Bel- Belichick may not want a job with an established quarterback because then he might then may say, well, if he wins, you, you had a great quarterback in, in Harborough. If he goes to a team where he has to nurture a quarterback, he can say, it was me. Yeah, but look at Mac Jones. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he wants to go through that again. Well, right. maybe Mac Jones wasn't – that was a, probably a poor draft choice. Yeah. I don't know. All right, but let's move on from there. And Milton, I'm sorry you were doing All right, no uh, problem. Do you name that tune right now? Anyway, this week we celebrated my wife's, Barbara's birthday. So dedicated to all of you who may have a wife, Barbara, or a girlfriend, Barbara. Different song. You'll never get this. This song was done by a group. It was a big hit, 1960. When I tell you the name of the group, does anybody know it? I should know that song because my wife's name is Barbara, but I don't. This group that did it was the original group called The Temptations, which a year later, the Motown group was formed a year later in 61. So... That's uh, this group was named the Temptations that did this song, and um, at the close of the show, I have another good one for you guys. But this, this, is, uh, they, this Temptations has no 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 relate no. But they were formed after this, and they used the same name, the Temptations. Oh, cool, cool, very good. So uh, I wanted to do that, and at the end of the show, I have another one which you may know. No, in your logbook, put down your stumped us this week. <laughs> I've never heard that song before. Great song. Uh, Anybody Milton, else ever hear of it? But yeah, anyone, call my anyone who's wife, girlfriend, mistress, whatever you have, Barbara, <laughs> right. play this song. No Bob is in my life. All right. All right, Michael. Right. I was just thinking, 
if Milton comes up with a song that's really, really great that we all know and we all love, I suggest that he could send out a printout of the songs and we could sing it, and that would be something great. We could that all we could sing it, our- but not before dinner. You know what? You could all, you could all, you could all look it up. On, and get the lyrics on YouTube. On, no, uh, Google it. There's, There's a name. Right. Mark, I don't know. Mark, I don't, I don't even know where this would go, but I just looked right. at my phone, and maybe but you knew Mark, before. Wait, 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 Wayne's talking. Right. Let me, let me just finish my thought. Oh, oh, Michael, hold on. Hold on. Finish up. All right. Yeah, I just Wayne. want to finish my thought, my thought because it really came to mind while Milton was doing this. Uh, I would like to submit to the uh, podcasters and, and to On the Mark that we can all get a printout of the song Mickey, Willie, and the Duke. And for our 200th anniversary, we could all sing Mickey, Willie, and the Duke. How's that sound? Yeah. Do you know in high school, I once gave a speech on those three players, right? Comparing them, that was my uh, theme. Yeah. Mm. Just think about Willie. it. That's yeah. Right. yeah. Wasn't that song called Willie Mick, Billy, Mickey, the Duke, and Mickey, Dwight, Willie, Dwight, Dwight, Dwight Gooden? <laughs> but you know, it was made for every team, but because we're right, he did that, so yeah, right. Mark, right. Mark Wayne, Wayne wanted to say something, Wayne wanted yeah, to Wayne, talk. Wayne, yeah. Again, Wayne, sorry, yeah, and no, I'm sorry, I, I don't know where this should go, but I just it came on my phone. Maybe you guys knew about it before, but it says Spelman College received a hundred million dollar. Donation yes. today. I heard that. I heard that. I, wow. I, that's one of the largest. It's a largest donation any black college. I didn't know where it would go, but I just popped up on my phone. Spellman, where is Spellman College? It's in Atlanta, Georgia. Georgia. Atlanta. And how come they got that money? It was from one woman alumni and her husband who, yeah, who owns a a hedge fund. College. Yeah, I heard that a couple hundred million dollars. A hundred yes. million. Wow. Wow. Largest gift a ever to a black college. A lot, a lot of cheeseburgers for a hundred million. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Milton, thank you on that stump. Yeah, we'll go back. That's a nice little break in the action. Fred, need, <laughs> any, need any New York Giant stuff? Yeah, well, a lot of. Turmoil. Anyway, you're sponsored by Flip Phones. That's right here. Okay. Here's my flip yeah. phone. All right. Very appropriate. Still. Yeah. Have what do you got? Well, a lot of turmoil in Giant Land. If you've been reading the papers, the post, and the news um, between uh, Dable's in, in, in-game uh, machinations, Joe Joe Schoen, Schoen supposedly put on the headphones for four games so he could hear what's going on between Dable and the assistants during the game. Dable supposedly uh, blamed Wink Martindale for the loss against the Jets because of uh, poor a poor positioning, but poor coaching by the outside linebackers of Dean Wilkins, who is um, Martindale's confidant, and saying that it was poor coaching that led to offside penalties on Thibodeau and and Jahari Chari Ward, and that cost them that game. And he w- wasn't pleased about the defense, even though they they had taken away, I think, four takeaways against Washington, saying that the that, that he was blitzing too much. And 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 Martindale on the firing of the Wilkins brothers, who were, like I said, close confidence, supposedly told uh, Dable off in no uncertain terms, and he left. And they received the settlement. They reached a settlement on the lit on the three million dollars that Martindale was owed. They're not going to give it to him, but he can sign with any with any team that he wants to. And then 
there's a lot of things that Dable needs to to calm himself down on the sidelines during during the games, but the players all seem to love playing for him. And the offseason will have some consequences with the salary cap and whatever. Are they, are they going to extend Xavier McKinney, who's him and Bobby Okereke were the only two defensive players to play every snap? And, of course, what, what are they going to do with quarterback? They have the sixth draft choice. Is Daniel Jones going to going to going to be ready for the start of camp? They're going to draft a new quarter, a, a rookie quarterback, to maybe be the heir apparent to, to Jones if he can't do it. They're going to bring a, a veteran quarterback in to compete with Jones. A lot, a lot of uh, off season things to you know to think about, and uh, that's 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 about it. Like I said, a lot of turmoil in, in Giant Land. Got got to rebuild some of the offensive linemen. Thomas is is the only steady person there, and except for the center rookie Sch- Schmitz. But we'll see what happens when the league year starts in March. All right. Jeff, Jeff, yeah, just in reference to Wink Martindale, Winky Dink, and you, Winky yeah. Dink, and me, going to have. All right, that's it. Yeah. Fred, Fred, uh, yeah. just mentioning nothing with the Giants. I'm an Erasmus Hall graduate also, and you mentioned Al Davis. But at one right. time, they had Jerry Reinsdorf, Sam Ritigliano, Preston Tisch, right, uh, and uh, Al Davis at one time. Sid Luckman yeah. obviously went to Erasmus, and the right. uh, receiver wow. now for the Commanders, uh, Curtis Samuels, and also an Erasmus. Yeah, Curtis Samuels, one of my. See, when he went, when he went there, they had good football teams. When I went there. They... It was strictly basketball. The football team wasn't yeah. any good. Mm. Good school. Yeah. Alumni. A lot of alumni. A lot of alumni. A couple yeah, more Mike. comments for you. Go ahead, uh, Mike. Yeah, I just want to oh. add to the list with the Giants, with the uh, Danny DeVito and uh, and uh, Wilson, Jack Wilson. Tommy DeVito. Tommy DeVito. Tommy yeah, Danny DeVito right. couldn't quarterback if he will try. <laughs> right. That, that has to be one of the greatest anomalies in the history of the sport. It was unbelievable. <laughs> and uh, along those lines, actually, a little little uh, segue away, uh, I found on YouTube from 1963, the Giants and the Bears for the NFL championship. What a great game on YouTube. And a 14 Bears. Yeah. 10, yeah. And if you're a little older, boy, uh, it brings back memories because when those games were on, the games were blacked out in the New York games when the games were right. in Yankee Stadium. So yeah, the Giants right in the dark. I used to hold my radio and squeeze my radio and picture what Marty Glickman was saying. I mean, ah. those were the days of uh, loving football. What Michael and I, what my brother and I would do, we'd be listening to the game on the radio and be running the plays. At, in 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 our in our bedroom as it was going on. Oh my God! Yep. But I, check I, it out. I, my dad, my dad and I were at the the game, the one that the Giants lost to the to the Baltimore when Alan Amici scored the last touchdown. Fifty. We, we were physically at the game together. Yeah. You can watch that. That's on YouTube also. Yeah, yeah. YouTube. everything is on YouTube. The um, you were saying the, the championship games were blacked out. Yeah. That's yeah. right. I, I remember well, we like, watched it on TV. No, the '58 game. I remember listening to it on the radio. My uncle's basement. No, but the '63 game, the, uh, the that was in no, Chicago. The '63 game was on. It was, it was but played the '58 game. Oh, played in Chicago. So if you're in Chicago, right. it was like that. that was Unless they sold yeah. out, right? Unless they. Right. That no. was on, and it was 11 degrees that day. It was yeah. cold as anything, but it was very. 
the the uh, video is is incredible. It's, it's really oh, good close up and stuff. And Y.A. Tittle, he he was on my idol in those days. Incredible. Remember who the Bears quarterback was? Wade. Bill Wade. Oh, That's right. Bill, Bill Wade. Tommy. Bill, was it? Which Bill, Wade? Bill, Bill Wade. Bill Wade. Bill Wade. <laughs> right. Okay. And who who was Adam Wade? He was a singer, right? Adam Wade. Adam Wade. No, Adam that was Wade. Batman. Take good care of her. Somebody. Milton. Milton. Not there. He's not there. Milton left. All right. He would no problem. All right. Let's move on. Howie. Howie. West Coast Report. Sponsored okay. by Cat's Claws. Cat's Claws? Claws. Cat's Claws. Oh. Oh. Okay. Anyway, uh, it was sad news with uh, yeah, the Warriors. Warriors. Their assistant coach, Dejan Milojevic. Uh, suffered a heart attack at the private team dinner Tuesday in Utah, age 46. Died. Uh, team was devastated so much so that they canceled uh, uh, most of last night's game with uh, with uh, the Jazz. Mm -hmm. Uh, they uh, the thing about Milotovic, he was in his third season as an assistant with Golden State. And was part of the championship in 2022. Prior to his time in the NBA, Milotovic served as a coach with Boot in Montenegro and Mega <laughs> and Mega Basket. I swear to God, I, this is what it says Mega Basket in Serbia. During his time with Mega Mega Basket, he helped to develop many international players, including two time MVP. Nikola Jokic. Uh, he also played internationally for 14 years, winning three Adriatic League MVP titles from 2004-2000. Anyway, died much too soon. That's that was terrible, terrible shock. Never heard of him. Yeah, I never heard of him. How old Maybe was he? The... How old was he? Howard? 46. 46. 46. Wow. Uh, some better news for uh. Those of us who are older than 46, particularly the 74 year old Dusty Baker, Dusty Baker is coming back to the Giants as a oh, special really? assistant to oh, the wow. president of baseball operations, Farhan Zaid. Oh. So, uh, and it's official. So, uh, his new role should allow him uh, to avoid the managerial duties and all that. I don't know what he's going to do, what he's going to do, but. It's good to have Dusty around. Collect a paycheck. <laughs> it's a paycheck. But it's also, right. Dusty is a, was a type um, of man who had a gut feeling about things. And uh, uh, it's, it's, a good, it's a good story to have him back. Yeah. Uh, rumors about the Giants signing a free agent. We're almost at, we're a month away from, uh, 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 opening, you know, at the camps. Spring but training. There is a, there yeah, is something that's and catches, going on yeah. with with Matt Chapman, uh, and he's according to Giant Inside John Heyman, he's emerged as the most likely destination for the slugger, the Giants, who badly need added defense and a, a middle of the order hitter. I'd like one more, and I'd like a pitcher, but I'll take mm -hmm. Chapman. Even though his 
average has gone down. He's still really good as a as a. Likes the Bay Area. Bets could use and, yeah. somebody like that too. And he was managed by uh, Bob Melvin. Okay. And uh, this is pretty that, local news. Uh, I think I told you guys the Giants around their ballpark they have a wall of fame. Uh, players who they don't have the statues outside, but they have plaques outside. And apparently, uh, there were only uh, four plaques. Oh, no. Yeah. There were only four plaques out there. I thought there were more. But what the Giants are including are the core four of the championship, the three championship uh, that they won in 2010, 2012, 2014. And those are the relievers. Jeremy Affelt, Santiago Castilla, Javier Lopez and Sergio Rombo. The core four won three championships in five years. They'll all have their plaques on there. Uh, at times, usually Lopez and Affel would come in first. Uh, and then they closed. And there'd be times when Casillo would be the closer. And then later on at the end, Romo was the closer. I think it's the last championship. But they're going to get their uh, their plaques on uh, July 13th. And the first 20,000 will receive a Mount Rushmore-inspired figurine featuring the core four of days at date. I think I might take it tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> and uh, nothing else. Football, just looking forward to playing Green Bay. Uh, I don't ex I'd be very surprised if they had a hard time with Green Bay. They're, I think they're favored by nine and a half points. That may be a that may be a good bet. Maybe not. I don't know. But uh, not, nothing else out of nine to camp. And uh, uh, oh, the Warriors. I'm really upset that they didn't get Pascal Siakam because I think they could have offered them a nice package for him. Uh, but. Uh, He'll do well in Indiana, I guess. That's it. All right. Who's got some comments? Oh, the hand. Roger. Oh, uh, Howie, I missed it. Did you mention the giant sign, Jordan Hicks? Yeah. Uh, he was he the guy who was a uh, relief pitcher, and they wanted yeah, they're gonna, yeah, they're gonna make him a starter. That's, we were we, here. We were just talking about pitchers pitching, uh, extending them, and uh, yeah, apparently they they feel he. He can be extended to go like at least six innings, so uh, it should be interesting. They need, they still need uh, uh, another pitcher. Uh, you know, I'd love for them to get, uh, you know, who, but uh, I just, I think they need just a, a, an arm that they can count on. But uh, we'll see. Things happen so late. I think the Giants. I make guess. I think the Giants are more likely to trade for a pitcher than sign a free agent. And I'm thinking uh, Dylan Cease from the uh, White Sox, Sox maybe is available. I think that yeah. would be a perfect trade. I can't believe all the free agents that are still out there. Yeah, I don't understand what's going to take yeah. so long. Yeah, like Jock Peterson who played for the Giants the last two years. The only thing I heard was. Couple of days ago, that all, all of a sudden Toronto's interested in them, but Toronto Blue Jays are interested in any player that's a free agent. So, 
All right, a couple but, more. Uh, Michael? There was one World Series where Edgar Renteria literally carried the Giants. Has he ever been honored? <laughs> your knowledge? Uh, it's a 2010 team. No. 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 I know they honored uh, uh, at the end of his career. For several years, Omar Vizquel, mm-hmm. uh, even that late in his career, played really well for the Giants, and they honored him with. Uh, the, I think he won. He won the Willie Mack Award, uh, which is given to someone who helps the community and everything. But uh, no, nothing about. Uh, what was good that year? <laughs> what? What you say? I'm saying Renteria sure was good that year. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, helped, it really helped because uh, during that year, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, I'm forgetting names. This is great. Uh, who was the guy they played? They uh, the home runs. He, he, then they he signed with the Red Sox. Kung uh, Fu Panda. What? I wish I could help you. Kung Fu Panda. Kung Fu Panda, right. Oh, Good yeah, job. right. Yeah. Pablo Sandoval. 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 Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I don't feel so bad. That's right. But Sandoval, Sandoval had like an up and down year in 2010. And that's the re- one of the reasons why Renteria got got in at, at shortstop. Remember, this was pre, uh, before, uh, what's his name, got, uh, got the shortstop job. What's his name? I know. Crawford. I'm losing it. I'm losing it with the name. Crawford. Don't look at Brandon Crawford. Crawford. Oh, yeah, okay. Brandon, Brandon Crawford. Crawford. Howard. Garrett Cole's brother-in-law. Okay. Wayne, yeah. Now, Howard, I, I, I think <laughs> Dylan Cease would be an excellent addition to the Giants, but my feeling, just my opinion, that if he's going to get traded, the Orioles would, would be had the same kind of a need for a pitcher and have a have, have an excellent farm system to to get uh, what do you call it to get the White Sox uh, uh, players. So do the Giants. The Giants have an excess of arms, especially in the farm system. They have an excess of outfielders now on the roster. Uh, uh, catchers. I mean, they're overloaded. And like I said, the fan base here. Is it's simmering? It's like a, a pot about to boil over. If they don't, if they come into spring training with nothing more than they have now, uh, more and more fans are going to stay away. You know, so we'll move to LA. <laughs> that they won't do. Yeah. Oh, the latest. There is the latest thing on the A's. Apparently, I just read this yesterday. They they're going to play this year at in Oakland. But beyond this year, nothing's guaranteed. And they were talking about playing where the Giants have their AAA uh, ballpark in uh, Sacramento. It's called West Sacramento. It's a really nice ballpark. I think it only seats less than 30,000. This year or next year? Next year, 25. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's the latest with, with that. All right. Thank you on that. All right, let's move on. Uh, Mike, 
DC and surroundings report. Your turn. And uh, you're sponsored by, you remember Rolodex? Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, still have one. Still have one. All right. They're sponsoring oh, those, uh, Cards, those little cards. Put phone yeah. numbers. Yeah, they're very handy. Um, so I'm going to offer an opinion, two, two opinions, and then I'll get into the DC report. An opinion on football and an opinion on baseball. So my, my opinion on football is places like South Dakota State are not. South Dakota Somebody State won the last the two, Division One. Somebody dropped something, sounds like. They won both championships. They're not a place that goes unscouted. Um, I mean, yes, the NFL scouts everywhere, but this is a fairly prominent program. This is not an obscure program. And the other thing on that is uh, when Jerry Rice was at Mississippi Valley State, he was heavily scouted by the 49ers. Bill Walsh drafted him in the first round, and he just crossed his fingers, hoping that, that Rice would fall to where the 49ers were drafting because it wasn't obvious that he would. But he got so, yeah, they scout everywhere and all that, but some of these programs are not quite as obscure as you may think. My baseball opinion is that the effects of defense have changed. Use that guy. Right? This is sort of a follow-on to what Larry had to say, the value of starting pitching. It used to be, you would say, you know, a good defense is strong up the middle. You've got a strong shortstop, good second baseman, good catcher, good center fielder. They can, they can take care of most of the stuff out in the field, and then you put your hitters in the other positions. But it's not like that, anymore, not as much, right? The pitchers are the heart of the defense. That's where your, your defense starts and pretty much finishes. Uh, and therefore, and, and the, the complement to that is if you have really strong pitching, you don't have to play light hitters in these other positions for defense. You can play good hitters in those positions because your pitchers are expected to miss bats. And, uh, you know, and, and, and strike out a good share and the other balls won't be hit that hard, hopefully, and so on. So the nature of defense in baseball has changed over the years and it's centered around pitching. And, of course, starting pitching is a big part of it. That's my opinion on that. OK, we go to and I'm ready to be hammered, but that's fine. So we go to the D.C. report. So I'm going to start with well, we can start with the commanders. The signing of Adam Peters, who was the assistant general manager of the 49ers, and now is the GM of the Commanders. And this is something I don't understand, and I'm hoping somebody here can explain it to me. I thought that you could not sign front office from other teams until they, their team had been eliminated from the playoffs. Was that not true at one time? Unless they get permission, though. No, Mike, they changed it. If a team had a first-round buy, they were allowed to talk to somebody from that team in the, in the week that they weren't playing. Wow. Well, they talked to him, but they signed him. He's officially a member of the commanders. It's not they, just yeah. that he's I, agreed I think they to changed it. it a little bit to that because there, there were candidates who were being bypassed because of that rule, because they'd have to wait like almost a month if their teams. I see. Yeah. I see. Okay. Well, okay. So Adam Peters is coming to Washington as the general manager. They're searching for a coach. Uh, there have been some names mentioned, the, I think the offensive coordinator with Detroit and maybe some others, but no decision has been made on that. Uh, the the uh, commanders have the number two draft choice, as you probably know. Uh, they would love to get uh, Caleb Williams, but I don't see that happening. I think just as somebody said earlier, uh, Chicago is going to trade fields for what they can get, and they will draft Williams number one. 
So if that happens, then I guess the next guy up is supposed to be Drake Mays of North Carolina. Don't really know much about him, but he had a lot of passing records at that school. And I think he was player of the year in the ACC a year ago. So maybe he would be their choice. They have that first round choice. They have two seconds and two thirds. So they have some draft uh, uh, potential, but we'll see what happens. Um, I'll talk about the Wizards briefly. Boy, they are seven and 32 now. Uh, they lost to Detroit at home. Uh, so they were so impressed with Detroit that they, they decided to make a trade with that team. They traded away two big guys and they got back a guy named Marvin Bagley, who it turns out, Marvin Bagley Jr., I think. He was the number two draft choice about four or five years ago, somewhere right. never really developed. They also got a guy named Livers or Livers, uh, really Livers. announced. Uh, those, they got those two. And the reason that Detroit made the trade and threw in a couple of seconds, incidentally, was because these guys that the Wizards traded away have expiring contracts. Mm -hmm. There's nothing more valuable in the NBA than expiring contracts. <laughs> so Detroit got value in that sense, and the Wizards got Bagley in a couple of seconds and supposedly part of their long-run rebuilding effort. Nevertheless, they are 7-32. and 32. And finally, the Caps. Now, the Caps on the season are 21, 15, and 6. Okay, 21 wins, 15 losses, 6 overtime losses. The overtime losses are divided because of the fact that you get a point for them. So you see them in the standings as a different thing. But if you think about that, that is 21 wins and 21 defeats, right, overall. So 500 team, and they are in ninth place. I think they're, they were tied, but maybe they are in ninth place by themselves, which means out of the eight <laughs> teams that will go to the playoffs in the Eastern Conference, they are short by a point at the moment. Got a hell they of a goal. Scored, why, you know, why are they a 500 team? Well, they have scored 101 goals in 42 games, which it turns out is just about 2.5 goals per game. Turns out there are two who are worse, the Chicago Blackhawks, uh, 99 goals, and the San Jose Sharks, 89 goals, are even worse. In fact, if you score 89 goals in 45 games, you are under two goals per game. So no wonder San Jose has been struggling a little bit. But the, the Caps are getting good goaltending, and they're playing pretty good defense. And so they're hanging in to a lot of games that you would think, uh, uh, based on the, how, how well they score, that they wouldn't really be in. So they have a shot. Uh, they still don't have Ovechkin doing anything. So uh, that's that's been a constant he's over hurt. 15 or 16 years. And this year, he's basically kind of... But he's also injured, Mike. Over the hill. He was injured. Yes, you're right. I think he's come back uh, from an injury. He's a shell of what he once was. Yeah. So, but, and, and they missed that. I mean, as we've discussed this before. They were getting about a half a goal a game out of him, and they, they are not getting that. And so that's one of the reasons why their goal scoring is down. But they're a competitive team. Uh, kind of interesting to watch. I don't expect them to go far, but they make the playoffs. They'll... Uh, they might be a factor there for a while. And that's my report. Thank they you. Got a comment. Oh, a couple comments here. All right, let's go with Fred. Yeah, Mike, you know, if they, if they draft that guy made, they'll have one North Carolina quarterback replacing another North Carolina quarterback. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that they've given up on how. I'm, I'm 
I'd be very surprised. Yeah. Really, yeah, only only one year. One year. That's it. What can you do for me now? Well, he played for them for two years, but only yeah, one game in his first year. Yeah. But yeah, mm -hmm. I, I I think that they have seen that he has limitations. He'd make an excellent backup, but he would not make an excellent starter. It's interesting too that the when the when the Rangers played the Caps over the weekend, the Caps goaltender Lindgren is the brother of uh, Lindgren on the Rangers. Right, right. Right. Yeah, they split. Two close yeah, yeah. games. Very good games. Two close games. But Charlie Lindgren is turning out to be one a thirty year old excellent, excellent goalie. Yeah, yes, shut out the Rangers earlier this year. Yeah. Okay, Michael. Yeah. The game that the Capitals beat the Rangers, my son was watching. He got so disgusted he put on a Yanni concert. Because that was such a terror. And anyway, I, a question <laughs> is uh, with, with the commanders. Has there still been talk about them changing their name to something decent or is it going to be the commanders for good? Well, it's deferred. Any decision on that has been deferred by the owner. Right. So we won't we won't hear anything about that for a while yet. And Wayne right. has a comment. Wayne? Yeah, uh, Mike, I think it's good to mention that the cap uh, the commanders have the highest cap space of any team in the league next year. That's true. And with that. the second draft pick, the highest cap space uh, could be a, an attractive uh, candidate for a good, good coach. Mm. Yep. Yep. Okay. They're kind of, uh, you know, the, the Peter's comment was that this, we are not a team that needs to fill a full rebuild, partial rebuild. We have weaknesses. And one of our safeties, um, Curl, I think is a Brad Curl is a free agent. So some of that cap space may go to trying to retain him because he was a pretty good player for them. I wouldn't be surprised if McKinney went to the Capitals like like Landon Collins did. <laughs> well, we shall see. We shall see. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Mike, on that. Always good to hear what's going on in uh, middle America. <laughs> Middle East and Seaboard. Middle East and Seaboard. Middle Atlantic. Middle Atlantic. Not Middle yeah. America. All right. Um, Joe, I saw you came on a little bit late. You want to talk about the Mets or you don't have anything or what? Joe. No, Joe. Joe, can you hear me? With this audio. Howard's going to leave. Hey, Howard, a question for you before you leave. Right. Um, this... <laughs> This poor fellow who died for the the Warriors is this yeah. symbolic of what's happening there? <laughs> I hope not. I really hope not. Uh, I I don't know. It's uh, I don't know. It can go one way, could really crash or burn, or they can transition to young players. I mean, I really think they ought to. I think they're playing Kaminga that's kind of starting him, and he's really playing well. So uh, it'll be interesting to watch this, whether they crash or burn, or it's a nice transition. We'll see. Okay. Joe, can okay. you hear us? Hi, guys. Okay. All right, Joe can't hear us. <laughs> I, don't, I just that's texted him. Somebody can show the text. All right. Uh, maybe maybe so many guys could text him. Um, I asked uh, Fred to talk about uh, Norm Sneed. Yeah. I have one Norm. Hey, Norm Sneed, who played a couple of years with the Giants, but known more for playing, uh, for being traded from Washington to Philadelphia for Sonny Jurgensen. He was the, he was the second round, I mean, second overall pick in 1961. 
by by Washington, and then he was he played for Washington for three years, then was traded like to the Eagles for Sonny Jurgensen. He did he spent seven years with the Eagles. He let they never reached the playoffs. He and he was picked for the Pro Bowl in one year when he threw fifteen touchdowns, over twenty three hundred yards in nineteen sixty five, and he and the team that finished five and nine. Bounced around toward the end of his career. Played one season for Minnesota, two and a half for the Giants, another season and a half for the 49ers. Came back to the Giants and in 76, and then ended his career in 1977. He didn't have a great record, 52, 107 ties in his, in his career, but he did throw for over 30,000 yards. So, I mean, he, like, he, like he said in his quote, I didn't win any Super Bowl rings and that sort of thing, but that's what you play for, and that was everybody's goal. But there's been a lot of great players that never got there. He he was drafted out of Wake Forest, where he was all ACC for two years. So he's one of his, you know, a journeyman quarterback who survived a lot of years and just passed away in the past week. Yeah, eighty-four years old. You guys remember the trade, the Sonny Jurgensen uh, and Norm Snead trade? You guys yes. remember that at all? I remember. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that was a good big trade back in those days. Yeah. Well, and and the other player that he was traded for it was he was traded the Eagles for Sonny Jurgensen and Claude Crab. Claude Crab. That's a big <laughs> beat for you, right? <laughs> All right. Thank you for that. By the way, um, they had uh, something online the other day that the top five quarterbacks available in the draft besides uh, Williams and May. Bo yeah. Nix could be a surprise, and of course the, the Heisman Trophy winner, Jaden Daniels, and yeah. how about Michael Penix? Mm. Yeah, yeah. He, looked, he, looked good. he looked good in the semifinal game, not so good in the final game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, can good. you see the? Um, you, you guys see that the Bears are going to trade um, the current quarterback? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, yeah that's that's right. The hot rumor is they're going to trade him. That Atlanta really would like him, would, and that that will free up the number one spot to, for them to take uh, Williams. Yeah, yeah and no. they would get Atlanta's first round draft pick. I think that's, at least at least that. Yeah. yeah, at least that. Yeah, there was an article that uh, I didn't realize this one until I read this today. I think that uh, there was a bill in California. Yeah, and how, we, how and how he left us, um, that they uh, wanted the governor to sign to ban tackle football for children under the age of twelve. Yeah, Newsom wanted that, and he said yeah, no, no, no. He said Newsom no. He said he, yeah, he right. said he wouldn't sign Newsom it. He would right. not sign it if it comes. Right. The legislature I mean. wanted it. Legislature, yeah, right. I mean. I guess the, you know the pressure and the kids getting hurt and football is a violent sport, but Newsom supposedly has kids who are uh, around that age. That, that's not the reason he didn't sign it. You know what the reason is? Because he's thinking of running for president in twenty twenty eight. There's uh, a lot of football rabid states that would be very upset if, <laughs> if he was in favor of that. Yeah, uh, take a little more than uh, that to have that the past. Uh, Roger, Roger, with us. Right, he steps up the steps away. He's there. Roger, Roger. you have. He wants. He's eating. We see him eating. Yeah. You snuck away. You close your screen. 
you have any baseball report for us? The Raja baseball report. A couple of things, Mark. Not too much going on in baseball. Okay. What do you have for us? Um, and just to add on to Michael about Marcus uh, Stroman, I mean, it's funny getting excited about a pitcher who lifetime is 77 and 76, you know, three, 365 ERA, which is not bad. I mean, last and year. Day and age, that's great. Yeah, I know. I know. It's true. Um, with the Cubs last year, 95 ERA, his whip was 1.26. He struck out 119 guys. In all of 136 innings, I mean, you know. Bad, it's bad record at Yankee Stadium, though. Right, right. That's right. You're right. <laughs> that's right, Jeff. He hasn't done well, though. Though apparently he's he does give up a lot of ground balls. So hopefully the Yankees' defense will help, you know. so. But you're right. His, his 11 yeah. starts at Yankee Stadium have not been uh, too fruitful in the past. Um, that's what I want to say about him. Uh, the Braves, and do we remember we're talking about stability and stuff. They extend their president for baseball operations and GM Alex Anthopoulos. Mm-hmm. To a multi-year contract through 2031. How about I that? I hope I'm around now at 2031. <laughs> You're not going to see the end of the contract, Mark. <laughs> but again, this is, you know, it's a consistent team. They don't win the World Series every year, but they're like the Steelers we were talking about. They're competitive and, you know, they put a good team on the field. And like a couple of years ago, they did win the World Series. But, you know, so stability is, is key. I'm not, unfortunately, the Jets and Giants and, you know, not so much. Uh, to how we talked about the Giants. Um, just briefly, the Mets had a, a minor signing that Vladimir Miguel Guerrero, the half-brother of uh, the Jays Guerrero, uh, I guess uh, one of those international signings, Mark, for about 117000 bonus. Um, they traded uh, this outfielder, Cooper Hummel, to the Giants. You know, small, small potatoes there. Uh, and, and they agreed to some minor league contracts with this Yolmer Sanchez, an infielder and catcher, Austin Allen. So again, you know, it seems like everyone's waiting for something bigger, but nothing, not you know, nothing happening yet. Um, I know it's funny. I was reading, you know, the Mets. Uh, we were talking about they're going to retire the Strawberries and Gooden's numbers, and Strawberry was saying something. He was giving some advice to Alonzo that Alonzo shouldn't leave like he did, you know, when he went to the Dodgers and things like that. He, he should stay. You know, it's nothing better than playing in New York is what Strawberry was saying, even though, you know, they can boo you Scott pretty Morris. badly when you're not playing well, but he, that was his advice. But haven't heard anything talk-wise what's going on with the Mets and Alonzo, why they've been very quiet. And uh, I think that's pretty much it. Wasn't much else going on in baseball. Baseball's been kind of quiet. Yep. So obviously football has the main stage right now. Yep, yep. Maybe after the Super Bowl, all these guys well, – what? Right, Blake Snell is still – And then the uh, spring training starts a week after the Super Bowl. Right, around Valentine's Day. I don't know what they're waiting for. I don't know. I think Mike has a question. Yeah, I I was just going to comment. The one thing that did go on was the international signing period. Yeah. And Braves did something interesting. You know, each team gets an allocated amount of money, like about $5 million or 5.2 or whatever the number is. And so Washington, for example, signed three or four players. But the Braves put it all into one player. A guy, a kid named Perdomo from somewhere, I've forgotten, Dominican maybe, uh, Republic. And uh, all but 100,000, I think, went to that one player who supposedly buttressed their farm system substantially by picking him up. Don't know. Don't know a thing about him. Don't know whether that's correct. But they used a different strategy than most other teams. Roger, must you use the, the amount allocated to you? Is that a requirement? 
I know sometimes there's trades and that kind of money gets thrown around to different right. teams. If but, they, but if you have it, must you use it? I don't think you have to no, use it. I don't think so. Well, you probably forfeit it if you don't use it, I guess. Right. Yeah. You forfeit it? Can I give it back? You can bank it, but I don't think No, it just do. expires, I guess, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Roger, on that. Um, a couple of ones that I think you went over. Charlie Culberson who was a former Braves infielder and other various teams, uh, is trying to be a pitcher this spring. He's 35 years old. And he's with the Braves now again, and he's trying to be, come back as a pitcher. Does he throw a knuckleball, Mark? No, he got, he <laughs> no, no, no one the Braves will be successful and he'll, he'll come in and pitch a perfect ninth. How do you like that? Charlie Colbert. I always liked him. Um the 1969 Mets, you know, we, last week we lost Bud Harrelson. Yeah. And there are five others who are no longer with us. Can you guys know their names? Well, Steve is uh, one. One. Tommy Agee. Tommy Agee is two. Was Cal Coons on that team? Uh, he's not on the list. Oh, How about right. Gil Hodges, Yogi Berra? Or Gil Hodges. But I didn't count Gil Hodges, but there's, there's two more that I think... Players. Players. Frank Thomas? No, he wasn't. Uh, on he there. wasn't with He him. wasn't on that. Uh, Tug McGraw and Don Clendenin. I don't want you oh, to bring Right, him. right, right, right. I think yes. they're talking about the 69. Yeah. What's our basketball news? I'm watching the clock here. Fred, basketball yeah. news for us? Well, Nick's got uh, Rick uh, Brunson back yesterday after he missed two games with a contusion on his thigh. They lost uh, to Orlando Monday, Monday in a 98-94 game that they blew. They had a nine-point lead in the fourth quarter, and they lost a tough game to Dallas last week. They came back from 20 points down to get within one but couldn't get a rebound, but they're still playing well. They're six and two, three games behind the sixes for third spot in the, in the, in the, uh, in the NBA, in the, in the, in the conference. And, well uh, last night. And, and the other team in New York, the Nets, are, are in free fall. They're like Lost a, a lot of games, and they lost last night at the buzzer to Portland. I think they're sixteen and twenty-four right now, and in the New York level, and the college level, St. John's uh, lost the other night to Seton Hall by almost twenty points. Rick Pitino didn't coach; he has COVID. Mm -hmm. no, we don't know if he's going to coach Saturday when they play Marquette. They had a they lost a very tough game to Creighton on Saturday, but they're still four and three in the conference, which. If you look at their schedule, which is about what you'd expect them to be at this point, and of course there was the big NBA trade where Toronto traded Pascal Siakam to Indiana for Bruce Brown, somebody else, and um, also a couple of couple of draft picks. And the NBA trading deadline is February eighth, so I'm sure there'll be more trades tonight, and hopefully the Knicks can win tonight when they when they play the Wizards on a second game of a back to back. But well, you can't take any team lightly. As Tom and Tom Thibodeau did get it. Tom Thibodeau did get his 500th career win the other day. Yesterday was his 66th birthday, and as he likes to say, can't take any team lightly. Any one of these guys, they're in the NBA. They're all great players, and which is true, they all are good players, but maybe not some better than others. So that's it. Fred, would you give Thibodeau an extension right now? I would. His contract yeah. runs out 24-25. He he's, he's coaches them hard. Both the players accountable. They're a fun team to watch. And I think he's done wonders for the team. 
but no team plays defense. If you sit and look at the box scores each each night, well, one thirty, one forty. Well, it's not the nineteen ninety pointers. You got three pointers yeah, also. Shoot, shoot, shoot. That's yeah, the, the, other game, the other game. The other game the Knicks lost the other night was 98-94. You have occasional games like nightmare, that. Nightmare, nightmare. Right, Roger. Yeah, it reminds me of the old – I think I've said this before. It reminds me of the old ABA, Mark. I mean, the scores were really high and, yeah. you know. Yeah, David but, Thompson. But Julius the wins, the wins that they're winning by, by more than 20, 25 points a game when they most of the time. Well. Like Mike has said, the, the I mean the the Wizards can score a lot, but you know not defending very well. They're averaging what 125 points a game or something. Amazing, and they've got seven wins, you know. So right, right. And they always made fun of the All Star game. This <laughs> well, hey, Fred, uh, Fred, good news tonight, right? Knicks are favored by 12. Which way should we bet? <laughs> Fred, in, in in the NBA, will good defense always stop the offense? In your opinion, good defense can stop it, right? No, I think so. No, it really is outstanding. Just overwhelms. Well, the Knicks seem to be able to hold the teams. Yeah, to... yeah, they are. They're playing good defense, and I mean, they've had some. I mean, recently in this stretch, they've had some really great defense. They yeah, built yeah, up to ninety-two points. They even the game lost the other night, ninety-eight. They're playing good team defense, and the new guy they got. I can't ever pronounce this guy's name. Uh, help me out, yeah. Oh, gee, uh, I know. Uh, yeah. he's he's a very good defensive player. He can he can play, you know, any 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 guy. He's very good defensively, and he's just fitting in well offensively too. Uh, yeah, they know. are fun to watch. Yeah, they are. Milton in the playoffs, oh. defense plays a much bigger role. Yes, they when do. You watch yes. the playoffs. The defense, the teams that with good defense right. win. Okay. Sometimes you know you see crazy games. There was a crazy game the other night, and I noticed this. I didn't see the game, so I don't know how. But Philadelphia played Denver. At halftime, it was 78-78. <laughs> but the final score was like 135 to something. The second half was 47 to 43 was the in, in the second half. I don't know if it was I I guess I didn't see the game. I don't know if it was bad offense or just defense locked down, but it was like a, it was like a tale of two games. Stephen, you want to say something? Yeah. The NBA is like like football these days. Everything is catered to the offense. Yeah. You know, someone was saying if Michael Jordan was playing today, he'd average about 80 points a game. Because <laughs> in those days, you know, like the 90s, the defense, you're allowed to put your hands on them. Same thing right. with football. You can't. So, Fred, there's actually, there was actually a game you didn't see. How'd you manage that? <laughs> I think I think it was Monday night. And I was watching the Eagles in Tampa Bay. <laughs> I think went to bed before you day. know, but the, uh, at the same time, there was a, there was a bowling show also. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, didn't stay up, I didn't stay up late last night. I didn't, I didn't watch the net game. I was very tired. I went to sleep at eleven o'clock last night. Uh, good boy, 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 gotta get your sleep. That's right. Talking about Michael Jordan, I don't know if you guys saw the story, but the uh, the Bulls and their Ring of Honor last week. The 13 men went in and the entire 1995-96 team that won 72 and lost 10, the championship team, the Jordan, the Pippins, the Rodmans, they weren't there. They didn't come. But the uh, the general manager of the time was Jerry Krause. Yeah. When they introduced him, his name, his wife they was booed. They booed. Right. They booed Jerry Krause, who was the architect, supposedly, 
of the, the these championship teams and uh the wife was very very upset crying hysterically and supposedly in the last dance documentary uh, jordan and pippin and jackson uh, were at odds with kraus and it was revealed and they just booed so uh, i thought that was just terrible mm-hmm. artist gilmore went in uh, you know artist gilmore is married to a woman do you know her name enola gay <laughs> Oh boy! Wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Steve Carlin in, Tony Kukot, uh, Bob Love, Jerry Sloan. He's died. He's gone. Uh, Chet Walker, Tex Winter. He's gone also. They're all inducted in the the Ring of Honor. The the uh, the Bulls. Yukon, uh, number one for the first time in how long? A long time. A long time. They were number one for the first time in 15 years. Except for and they've won championships along the way. The basketball mm-hmm. polls mean nothing. It's the, it's polls the mean nothing, year. right? All right. Uh, hockey? Any hockey news you want to like really go across? Or, no? Rangers are going through a stretch where they've been mediocre, but they're still, I think they're still in first place, right, Michael? Yeah. They won yeah, they play, they yeah. Pl- well, they played Ranger hockey the other night. Right. Yeah. They're playing tonight, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. I think they're on a West Coast trip now, aren't they? Right. They are. Yeah. yeah. Right. The uh, UBS Arena opened something for outdoors. Did anyone uh, see this? The, my New York people here, they opened an outdoor venue, UBS <laughs> Arena in, in Elmont. They ordered an uh, outdoor venue opened a few weeks ago. It's a park with ice skating rinks. Food, beer gardens, picnic areas, lawn games, I guess when it's warmer, cornhole, uh, yeah. uh, food trucks, grab-and-go snacks, fire pits, carnival games, including a dunk tank with foam cubes, not the water. Admission is free, so if you have grandkids, and ice skating is $20, skates are $10. I didn't know they opened it. Anybody else yeah. know they opened it? I read about it, yeah. You read about it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, how do you say Mark Andre Fleury? Fleury, how do you say it? Yeah. He passed Patrick Goulart for second place all time on wins as a goalie. Uh, he has 552. Um, Martin Brodeur, 691. No one's going to catch him. And what else do we have? Any bowling news, Danny? Or oh, Danny left us. Oh, he, <laughs> he left us. He was waiting for the bowling news. You know, at uh, MetLife Stadium, I read this. They want the 2026 Soccer World Cup held there. So the Giants and the Jets will be removing 1,740 seats to widen the field for soccer. Hmm. Um, the field's... The seats supposedly are in the corner. The corner seats are going to be removed. I don't know that how it makes it bigger. They're competing with AT&T Stadium in Arlington to host the finals in July of 2026. Uh, and the field will be restored after the World Cup. And this is the World Cup that USA, Canada, and Mexico are all co-hosting. I thought that was interesting. Hey, the uh, Australian Open's going on. Anybody want to talk about that? Anybody watching it? Milton, you're a tennis buff. 
You know what? I haven't been watching it. Just <laughs> well, the preliminary round, the, the opening rounds are on. You know, <clears throat> and uh, Noel and Naomi Osaka trying to come back. She's coming back from injury and pregnancy, right? Yes. Yeah. Not not order. She lost. She knocked out right away, and Nadal he withdrew. Uh, Tiger Woods and Nike have parted ways after 27 years. This is a few mm. weeks ago. We didn't get to it last week. Uh, he's known for the Nike swoosh on the caps and the shirts. And he originally, way back, signed a five-year, $40 million deal when he turned pro, uh, which was uh, that money was shocking at the time. God knows what it's worth now. So what's Tiger going to wear now? Anyone know? Anybody here what he's going to wear? Who knows? Who cares? Who knows? <laughs> and finally, again, we've brought this up a few times, and yeah, last night, I'm I'm surfing the TV channels, and I see a cricket game. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Australia was playing West Indies. Okay, I don't even know where the game was, and I'm saying so, I I got I got some time. I'm going to just stand by this, just watch the game and try to know what the f is going on in this game. What are they doing? An hour. I spent an hour. I have no clue. Now I you know, Mark, but I, I had crickets in my basement. <laughs> <laughs> they were ugly. Group? I hate them. Wasn't there a singing group, the crickets? Okay, why don't we go on to some trivia questions? We can stump the panel and uh, let's see how well we do today. Who's got a question? Michael? Okay, what was the year that the first time the Nets were in the ABA finals? And who was their coach? Oh, Luke Conaseca. Right. Oh wow. Right. Ninety-nine year old Conaseca. I don't know. Yeah, the I don't, year. I don't, years don't bother me. Yeah, it's yeah, hard Okay, because I don't think see the years being trivia because it could be 73, 770. Okay, who else? Oh, Steve, laying down. Yeah, Michael Jordan was selected third. In the in a draft, who was performing? Who was one and two? Oh, this we know. Benoit Benjamin. No. Lou Sam Lou Bowie. Who? Sam Bowie. Right. Sam Bowie was two. Was two. Yeah. Who was one? Who got picked first? Uh, Crickets. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Played for Houston. All right. The uh, Elijah one. Elijah Michael Jordan. slam a jammer, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Fred. Who's the only NFL player to lead two teams in sacks in the same season? Oh, the guy got traded this year. Right. You know, the guy got traded. Went, right. Who did he go from who to who? What's his right. name? From right. the Redskins. He's leading the team. Yeah, right. The Redskins. He, right. Got, he left. Commanders. He left the. He left the com. The uh, right. You read it the same way. You left the commanders as the team leader, and no one yeah, overtook Mont that number. Montez, Montez Sweat. Yeah, that's a nice name. Uh, name three. Who did he go to? He went to the Bears. Bears. Chicago Bears. Name three players who have more. Let's see. Have more. Have more than one season with thirty homers, a hundred RBIs, and three hundred batting average. And thirty steals have three players have more than one season with the thirty, the hundred, the three hundred batting average, and the thirty steals. 
Willie Barry Mays. Bonds? Willie Mays. Mickey Barry Mays. Bonds is one. Mays is not there. Mays is not there. No. Oh, what's his name from Oakland? Um, Mickey Henderson? No, no. I have the 100 RBIs. Henderson. Oh, no. Still a user. Vlad Guerrero Jr. Oh, all right. Then I'm off. Okay. And uh, Ryan Braun. Just just faded into the uh, retirement. Jewish guy. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Mike. Who's in the NBA? Hall of Fame as a player and a broadcaster. Clyde? Yeah. Not, not Johnny Carr. No, somebody just said it. Frazier. Clyde. Frazier. He's, He's the only one? one? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Okay. Who else has a question? Look at you guys. It's a little, little dry today, huh? Yeah. Oh, what's the most common last name in the NFL? Williams. <laughs> Johnson. No, Williams is three. Johnson is two. No, Smith. Smith. Jones. Jones. Smith is one. <laughs> I thought you might be interested in that. What else do we have? And Mark, did, uh, did anybody touch base earlier that the Mets signed Guerrero's younger brother? Yeah, we did. We had that. You know, he backs lefty. He backs lefty. He's a lefty batter. A couple days ago, I think, or yesterday. Lefty batter. Okay, Michael. Okay. Name the two members of the 300 home run and 400 stolen base club. Ricky Henderson? Mm. And one was recently mentioned. Henderson? Nope. Mays? Nope. Bonds? Bonds. Barry, Bonds, Barry Bonds. And that's the answer. Barry and his father. Wow. Barry and Bobby. Yep. I'm going to give you a uh, an NFL team. This is fun. And you got to tell me who their all-time winning quarterback is. Okay. Okay? So if I like obviously if I take the Bills, you would say Kelly. Jim Kelly Kelly is correct. If I say to you the Falcons, you would Are you say talking about number number Matt of wins. Ryan. Number of wins. Matt, Matt Ryan with the Matt team Ryan. with the Ryan. team. Yeah. Ryan, yeah. Matt Ryan is correct. The Giants? Eli Manning. Eli Manning is correct. The Jets. You'll never get this one. <laughs> You'll never um, get which Jet quarterback Richard has the Chad most Pen- wins. Chad Pennington. Al, Al Doro. Al Doro. No, 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 no. Have no. A the, the number is 71 wins. Richard okay. Todd. The answer you. is Pat Ryan. Oh, oh, Ryan. Wow. Pat Ryan. Pat Ryan. Just go back and check your thing. How about the Bengals? Kenny Anderson. Uh, Kenny Correct. Anderson. Oh, Anderson. How about the Panthers? Cam Newton. Correct. Yeah. Broncos, easy. Elway. Cowboys, easy. Troy Aikman. Aikman is correct. Lions. Lions. Staffing is correct. Packers. Could be tricky. Bart Starr. Good Favre? Bart no. Starr. Nope. Aaron Rodgers. No, didn't Brett Favre. Didn't anybody say that? Favre, someone said Favre. Favre. Star yeah. Favre. I, my ears don't work. Colts. Uh, Bart Jones. Bert Jones. Did someone say Peyton Manning is correct. The Browns. Tough one. 
But get this, you're good. The Browns all time leading. Frank Ryan. Frank Ryan. No. Otto Graham. No, you got to go back. I think this is the 70s, maybe. Phipps. Was Phipps Ryan Cole, Bernie Cole? Maybe the 80s. Brian, Brian, Brian Sipe. Brian Sipe. Brian Sipe has the most. How about the Card- Cardinals? Jim Hart. That's Hart. right, Jim Hart. Hart. Jim wow. Hart That's is right. correct. Very good on that. Right, we got the all right, guys. I'm gonna call it a day. I'm, I'm okay. getting hungry here. Oh, I'm gonna play the song. <laughs> wait, wait, wait Milton. I, 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 Milton, I gotta say goodbye to the crew. Then you play your oh, song. No, okay. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Thank you, Bob. <laughs> Have a good. Have night, a great guys. week, and we'll see you all next week. And um, be safe. Thank you. All right. In the group, but it's not the Beach Boys. <laughs> Come on. Ba 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 It was not the Beach Boys. They did I it. I said in- Jan and Dean. No, I think no, it was no. the Contours. No, nope. this is a group that also did Hey Little Cobra. Not the Contours? No. no. Oh, a oh, group God. starts with an R. They were the R? Yeah. R. They had a few hits. Rivieras. The- Rivieras. Rivieras, I think that's right. Regents. Oh, the regions, the regions, oh, regions. Yeah. The regions. Yeah. all right. You us again. All right. Okay. In your diary, you got to put down. You stumped us twice. Thank stumped you, guys. Us. Thank Poop you, Mark. See you next week. Have a great week, guys. Week, guys. Very much. See you, See you good, guys. See you soon. Take care. Be good.